Hello, and welcome to Time for Cakes and Ale with me, Eason. <laughs> and me, Pix. <laughs> yeah, as you can probably tell, this is our fifth odd attempt at trying to get this started. Um, you look very unimpressed over there. And uh, this episode, we have a special guest with us. Oh, is it my turn to speak? Yes, you may talk, <laughs> okay. guest. Okay, I, I am Ro. <laughs> Insightful. And uh, yeah, thanks for that. There'll be more of that kind of witty banter. Oh, don't thank me, thank my parents. <laughs> right, so as uh, kind of promised, not actually in the episodes, but on Twitter, uh, we've arranged this episode as a special first one where we're going to have a guest, Rowena here, to talk about something that happened about 20 years ago. <laughs> about that. About that mm. incident that took place back in 1994. <laughs> uh, so uh, the reason everyone is here, except for me, I'm just, I live here. Um... <laughs> The reason we're all together is because two of the people around the table today were formerly guests. 50% of the team. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to get there. I was going to get there. Yes. 50% of an original Nightmare team mm. are here today. Woo! <laughs> the excitement is overwhelming. You're not saying anything, are you? Series 8, episode 1. It's funny because I actually talked a lot in, in the uh, episode... In playback, I think I kind of like hogged it a bit. And now you're thinking... I should have shut the f- up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we can probably edit that out. I didn't actually... Oh, okay. Anyway, right. So, uh, claimed fame in our lives. We were, we were <laughs> almost celebrities in our small London peripheral town. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think it's kind of odd because uh, I remember watching Nightmare. And I probably watched you when you were on it without mm. knowing who you were. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, well. It's a bit weird. It is a bit weird. It's happened now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people are in the same position as you as well. Yeah, everyone watched Nightmare. Mm. But I remember, I remember it was like in the early 90s. Mm. It used to be that show you watched when you got home from school. Mm. And it was the best show ever. And everyone wanted to be on it. And it had an amazing um, theme tune and opening credits and costumes and characters. And everything. And the concept was fantastic. Yeah. So... To begin, for those of you who don't know uh, about Nightmare, um, what was it all about? So it was a, a children's ITV TV show that ran from 1987 to 1994. And it, it was basically a, a sort of fantasy game show where you had teams of four people and three people were the guides and the fourth person, who was the dungeoneer, basically got put in a helmet that meant they couldn't see anything other than their feet and sent off into this dungeon that was really all these huge green screen rooms that had objects in and then the people who were guiding them around because they couldn't see anything in front of them were watching them with all of the like cool medieval fantasy style stuff added in in the green screen so they were walking around a, a you know a, an empty set with a couple of objects in and we were watching them walk around castles and dungeons and there would be rooms that had traps in and rooms where there were monsters and you interacted with the various people that you met along the way. And the aim was to get to the end, basically. But it was so incredibly difficult and it was notorious for being difficult that hardly anyone ever actually won and most people died along the way. So it was quite brutal for a kids' TV show, but I think that was why people loved it because it was so difficult and also at the time, you know, that kind of green screen stuff happening in real time was just incredibly cool. It was one of those shows that everyone watched and 
um, was sort of iconic kids show. At I the think time. also being involved, like if you if you worked in the television industry, that must have been a very exciting creative show to work on because you you had a you could have made anything. I mean, they made rooms where you'd walk out of the door and then you'd have to shout stop at your character because there'd be a cliff face <laughs> and if they walked although saying that if they walked off the cliff face the animation of them falling off the cliff was a bit rubbish yeah <laughs> and um as as a lot of people will know that's not how we died <laughs> we'll um, get to that i think we will get to that but it, it yeah. is it is how a lot of people died i think a lot of people died from falling into pits or because there would be rooms where the floor would just fall away and a lot of people you had this life force that as your character wandered around these dungeons their life force slowly ebbed away and in some of the series the animation of that was like a a head and the bits of armor flew off and then the bits of skin and the bits of skull flew away as the life force ebbed away it was really i'm glad glad you brought that up because i was actually going to mention that that i thought it was it was quite i wouldn't say realistic but it tried to be realistic and it was quite gruesome because you got down to the skull and then the eyeballs would start popping out (laughs) and like the skull fell away (laughs) like bits of bits of internal like uh skull skull sinew floating away like it started off okay because it was a helmet and a piece of the helmet and then Mm. a piece of the helmet but yeah what was happening but then it started getting quite biological yeah <laughs> um but but again that was part of the coolness of it wasn't it yeah so taking a step back so who instigated the application so what so it's one of those things which is on tv and you kind of watch it when you're kids but you probably think oh i want to go on that but you never even really have to do it so, so what kind of who who put this whole thing together well bex and i had, had been a fan of the show from the start like we've been watching it since 1987 and um, we just realised that because of the age bracket that you have to be to be on the show, that it was like our last chance. And Bex actually pushed for it and got the application out. Um, and then that made it all of a sudden very real. <laughs> <laughs> and getting the team together was a bit difficult because we had we actually had a different lineup to start with. But one of the girls, she just stage fright couldn't couldn't do with it. So, so did then, she go to the recording? And then no, no, we didn't. She wouldn't even come to the. Um, the audition. The audition. Would you um, have been the dungeoneer or? Um, we hadn't decided at that mm. point. I don't think we just were trying to. You had to have four. You couldn't do three. You couldn't do five. It had to be four. So we ended up um, talking. Was it was it Rick or Angel? Was the replacement? Was it was it Angel who came in at the last minute? I think, I think it was so. Rick there from the beginning. Yes, I think he was very keen. Yeah. Um, he was also a big fan of the show and television and stage and all of that at the time anyway yeah and um, so he was he was keen yeah and i think rangel kindly stepped in were you applying to other shows as well or was this the only one you no this for? was the only one yeah so you, you you wrote off an application form and you had to fill it in with the details of your team and you had to send in like little kind of passport oh that was photos fun as well that's the story all the people who are going to be in your team and then you just kind of waited to see if they ever got back to you and we got invited to go to an audition and as Rose said, that's when we had to change the team. And they, they let you change the team before the audition, but you can't change it afterwards. So the team you, you turn up with to the audition, that's that, the team that you're going to move forward with. If, if I remember, we um, your dad chaperoned us, yes. Beg's dad. Yes. And um, it was it was a great adventure in itself. So we, we went on the train to London to... Mm. Um, it's actually in Leicester Square, wasn't it? Or near yeah. Leicester Square. And we went to, I think it was like a hotel or a conference centre. The audition. I remember the audition. Mm -hmm. um, Because it was just an ordinary, like, 
conference or hotel room, wasn't it? Yeah, Um, Yeah, it's like one of those, um, you know, those kind of venues where you can hire out meeting rooms for the mm. day or whatever. Because obviously it was being made by ITV Norfolk, was it? Because it was all filmed in Norfolk. Yes. But they must have decided to have the auditions in London to make it easy for people to get to, I guess. Um, and then the the audition, I remember we waited around a long time for a particular time slot that was they ran late for, I believe. Mm. Um, and we went in and they asked us two questions, two puzzle questions, and Becky just answered them. What do you mean puzzle questions? So they, they, they kind of, it was almost like a sort of D&D style thing where they describe mm. where you are and what you have and what your situation is and what your aim is and you have to figure out how to, but I think we, you we did pro- one of them actually. Oh, I think you um, answered the one. Oh, about... you answered the one about um, the there was this stopped clock question, mm. which Becky just answered, um, and then there was a question, a D and D style question, and we only had this item, this item, this item, and we just ran ran through it. Yeah, we just said he said you've got a cliff and a piece of rope, and we just sort of talked about how we would try to do it, and I think he wanted to see how we spoke to each other and of course we were like glancing at each other giving each other a chance to butt in Richard just sat there <laughs> <laughs> like like just just uh, waiting for you to do all the work yeah he'd just turn up on the day yeah <laughs> he'd bring um, it on the day and, and it was a it was a producer of the show Tim something I yeah. think who um who uh, interviewed us and then that was it and then we went off and then we had ice cream. We, you have, yeah, my, right. my dad took us all for ice cream afterwards in Leicester Square. At Hagendas. Yeah. He treated fancy. us all. Yeah. Very fancy. Yeah. It was really nice. Sounds like a great day. Yeah. I remember he had one of those old-fashioned flip coin purses as well. Oh, like yeah. for his change. <laughs> like a separate wallet for his change. This man's properly organised. <laughs> right. So you go to the audition. And then yeah. what? Um, so didn't we originally get accepted for a different show? Because do you remember, like, right near the tail end of When Nightmare Was On TV, they tried to do a second show that was a similar concept. It was like a sci-fi thing. Virtually impossible, that one. Yeah, I think it only ran for a couple of years or something. And I think that originally they said, you're not going to be on Nightmare, but do you want to be on this instead? And then they said, actually, we've changed our minds, you can be on Nightmare. Because I remember for a while we were going to be on this, and it had never been on before, I think, that virtually impossible thing. So we didn't really know. I think we were all talking of pulling out because we just really, really, really wanted to be on Nightmare. Yeah. It was, it and did was that all we'd ever dreamed that, of. And did yeah. that convince them that you were going to be on Nightmare rather than anything else? Um, it's or hard just to say because in hindsight, as well as we'll probably touch on later, I think there was a lot going on at management level that we weren't privy to. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of decisions made that set set certain courses in motion this is going to be a very deep expose of behind the scenes <laughs> yeah. on nightmare yeah. 20 years on the truth can be told yeah <laughs> but, but it turned out later on that there was some kind of issue about whether or not they were even going to make the last series of nightmare mm. and all sorts of things going it can't have been scenes. a cheap at the time it can't have been a cheap show to yeah. make i mean now it really would be yeah um and i don't see why they don't but it was a kid show it. as well isn't but it but it was so, a kid yeah, show yeah. and and the thing is um what happened next so we talk about what's happened next which sort of adds in the expense they so they paid they paid for our did they pay for our audition train tickets or not i don't i'm not sure if they did but they paid they paid for our train tickets to norfolk they put us up in a hotel we were there three nights Mm. they um had a driver um in a black range rover come pick us up and drop us off um, between the hotel and the studio every day 
they fed us at the studio they get you know there were snacks there was like a like a little cafe area and like a little kitchen at in the green room they bought some clothing for richard because he wasn't allowed to wear blue because of the green cgi screen. the yeah. green screen so he they had to buy him a pair of chinos <laughs> so they, they, they which he got to keep as well what well, we think he Very just left generous. wearing them so <laughs> <laughs> might be theft um so i mean so they've done they did that i assume they did that for all the teams on top of the the production costs as well so there was a lot of um sundry expenses going in but not to give too much away yeah Knowing what happened in the end, you really didn't need three days in a hotel. Did you? <laughs> Half an hour would have been fine. No, Rick's mum made a comment like towards the end, like on the last day, like they're just trying to get rid of us now. <laughs> like, they just want us out. Yeah. Right. So what happened? Go on. What well, we, happened? We got the trip. We we had to have a different chaperone um, for the trip. So Rick's mum chaperoned us, and we went on the train, and it just seemed to take forever because we were so excited to get hmm. there. And we did. We might have gone to hotel first. Might have had a walk around town first. Then yeah, this black Range Rover appears and we all pile in. And then it seemed to take forever to get to the studio. We all pile out, and the building was quite seventy. You know, like wasn't very wow, was it? So where was it filmed? It was, yeah. it was Norwich, yeah, it was some somewhere near Norwich, some ITV studios. I'm not even sure if they exist anymore those studios up there because it was was it back when ITV was like lots of different oh yeah it was something regional... like it might it wasn't like LWT but it was something like the equivalent of that might have been, East yeah like Anglia yeah, yeah yeah no I think it, yeah that might have been East Anglia television yeah so it was kind of very nondescript from the outside but inside there was a lot of studio space that they needed to make this thing which yeah, again was huge have, it must have been really expensive to do because it was like two basketball courts mm. and you've you've got because there were, yeah, there were there were two kind of big green screen rooms that they had, so that they could be setting up one while they were doing something in the other, and you could film. It basically meant that you could film two rooms at a time, and then you'd all have to go back to the green room while they set up the next rooms because they didn't have infinite number of green rooms. And they were, were they green or were they blue? But they they they, they were literally floor to ceiling everything i think they were green screen because i think when i got there i thought i thought they were blue mm. i thought they were meant to be blue but they were green yeah which and also you know the green room the green room was actually green i think yeah. <laughs> which was weird but they also we were also told they had we had to be knocked clear before we walked down the corridors in case mm. there were any actors in costume coming or going from the dressing rooms yeah you weren't so, allowed to see who would appear in your episode and yeah, yeah. And so we, we were like guided through by, you know, a runner or something going, team coming through, team coming through. Make it seem more exciting. Yeah. Runner, yeah, and it was. And then you had Tregar's whole section set up in one part of the studios that was a bit away from where they were filming all the green screen stuff. It was like on a mezzanine or something, wasn't it? Because yeah. you could go to the edge and overlook the green screen, the two green screen um, performance areas. Yeah. And they, I think ours was the first year, or the only year, um, that they had that, that pool. So we were standing around what on TV looked like a pool of water, but actually it had three monitors in it, one for each and of some us. some tinfoil around yeah. the edge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't really see that on the episode, yeah. do you? No, you didn't see the tinfoil. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then... Um, we had to run through the smoke at the beginning. Yeah. 
yeah so um we had to do that about three times and there was like um you could not see it was so thick in like in like the little fume chamber bit that we had to careful not to trip over really like we were bumping into each other from behind so that's what we had to do a couple of times because they wanted us to run in as well like mm. health and safety <laughs> like just mind that obstacle that you can't see what do what they say they have given you a free pair of chinos and they give well richard got the free chinos i got some hair clips do you keep those yeah um yeah i bet you could sell them for pence on ebay right now <laughs> genuine genuine nightmare hair clips as worn by row in episode s-o-a-e-1 yeah yeah, yeah. and then they put uh, Rick in his helmet and that year they had like a weird kind of portcullisy thing that came up and then you had to go down these really steep and steps. And he was already nigh on six foot. Yeah. They stick this thing on his head which had like horny <laughs> things on the top so like And then he, he of course he goes to walk down it and immediately smacks his head <laughs> on the portcullis bit. So oh, they had to quite funny. <laughs> they had to reshoot the whole kind of dramatic descending into the like the stormtrooper in Star yeah. Wars. It, yeah, yeah it was totally. <laughs> so if you if you watch it, they they don't use. Unfortunately, they don't use the uh, that in, that infamous <laughs> blooper. And actually, while we're on that, um, there is a lot of editing that mm. goes on in in this is this a preface to you justifying all the bad decisions you made <laughs> and explaining that it was actually really good but they ended mitigating, to make it look mitigating not not excusing okay so so i think before we get into the episode i'll preface it by saying that uh we did watch some of the episode on youtube a bit earlier on and uh one of the uh first comments that comes up is from uh somebody who uh you know is this fair basically says a uh, worst team ever <laughs> In reference to your little escapade. I think if you're looking at objective outcome, like in a very pure way, then I would have to agree. But like I said, there's lots of things. They edit it differently. They make it look a lot worse than it is. And realistically, you're one of the best teams ever appeared. Everything, you wouldn't be head smacking. You'd actually feel a little bit sorry for us. So one one of the things they have when you're in the green room before you start filming, they give you this like adventurer's manual, which has loads of kind of information about what you're going to do and kind of hints and tips and do's and don'ts it's, and you're supposed to read that before you start filming right so we all very diligently read this entire thing and absorbed it thinking this is really important we have to do yeah. what this manual is going to it wasn't telling you how to get through the level it was just kind of but it was also like practical things like you're not allowed to go backwards and you, you have to, you know, you have to manoeuvre in this way. And so, so like the rules of the game. It was the rules of yeah. the game uh, with some, some general overall tips. Yeah. And the reason you obviously bring this up is because you're now going to probably explain why everything that happened <laughs> was someone else's was fault. somebody else's fault. Yeah. And if you could go back, you know. Yeah. Well, a lo- we we noticed yeah. a lot of comments on on the on the um, YouTube thing refer to the objects that we pick up, obviously because that has an immediate yeah. impact on. It. Well, it is the reason we St- lost. You're still in denial. <laughs> you're still in denial about the whole thing. It wasn't your fault. It's all fine. Well, we in the guide in the guidance notes. Um, obviously, people who have been to Nightmare Done Nightmare mm. will know it was very clear on. Be extremely careful about picking up weapons because it says aggression breeds aggression, and we're not meant. To, they're not meant to fight. You won't. 
you'll see That'd be a bit awkward. I don't remember anybody having an action fight scene no I mean it, it's a kids show you're not wandering around mm. with axes and knives and yeah. you know threatening characters it's, it's like that's not the kind of thing even though it was a kind of fantasy world yeah that is not the kind of thing they want well to and also nothing. health and safety they must have been aware that he he would be fighting effectively blind which is unfair. <laughs> um so so when we came to the table and we saw the knife yeah. i think pretty much we all were like oh you know the scroll says green for a girl and black for a boy or something yeah. like that mm. and our dungeoneer was a boy mm. so we thought oh well they're given the choice like yeah. we didn't know how much this was planned we didn't think that it's all you know how orchestrated it would be like if we had a girl dungeoneer i thought they were just putting both options mm. Mm. and i actually quoted the manual yeah we had the, we the had conversation a, is it was actually very it was long. about five minutes long yeah and it was completely edited, edited down 20 okay seconds <laughs> so up until that point though you start off like an all team yeah and everything's going well isn't it Every, yeah but when you get to this room about like what 15 minutes into the episode, I don't know how far that was in terms yeah. of the rooms you'd pass. It was like three rooms. minutes. It's very gracious yeah. of you. 15 minutes, is it? <laughs> nah, Worst but... team ever, remember? <laughs> <laughs> no, but so, like, up until that point, everything is going fine. Yeah. But you enter this room where you've got objects yeah. on it, and there's this riddle or statement or something. Yeah. And that's where things, this well, well, the seeds of, of your defeat are sown. We discussed the objects. Yeah. Should yeah. we take this? Should we take that? The scroll said take, you know, green or... Or it seemed green yeah. or not, and, and mm. in hindsight, yeah. We sh- so we what did you take in the episode? We took we took the key, yeah, and we took the pigeon dropping, the black object which yeah. was pigeon dropping. Yeah. And then what happened? Instead of taking the green knife, which we had deemed to be an aggressive yeah, item, a weapon, which our manual had basically steered us away from, yeah. in our opinions. Like at that point, did you look around and Treyguard was like? Ooh. Well, no, because they're standing behind they're, they're you. They're behind you. Don't you. Really, you can't really see anyone. And they don't give you tips like that. If they want to give you a tip, they just speak. Mm. Okay. You can't look to them for guidance. But you didn't hear like a face slap in the back. <laughs> no, no. They but, they wanted they guided us towards. Yeah. But then I remember after we shot that scene, and we were back in the green room. We hadn't finished filming yet, yeah. but the. I think one of the producers came in and said, why did you get the clue table wrong? And we were like, what? Well, why didn't you get the clue table right? Or something like that, some weird question. Yeah. And we were like, oh no, what's going on? So you knew at that point that something was and more then, seriously wrong. And I, think then, we took, I think we mentioned the manual and then it was kind of like, oh, yeah. I'll be right back sort of thing. And we were told at one point that some of the crew wanted us to be allowed to refilm the scene. And eventually the producers were like, no, we have to carry on. We discussed this a lot on the train back because obviously we had an adult with us and they had an adult's opinion. And we thought, you know, it might have... And we, we're all like 15 now as mm. well. So we're thinking maybe they're just saying that to try and make us feel better that they... they Oh, we were going to let you refilm, but we, we haven't got time in the schedule. You know, it's just like like an ah, oh, never mind mm. sort of mm. thing. You know, or maybe it was genuine. Maybe they were going to. That's something we'll never know. So what happened? So right, you have this this clue, and so you don't take the knife, but then you do need the knife. Yeah. Later on. Yeah, and we we knew at that point because of this weird conversation we'd had. So we actually tried to blag it, and they edited out some of that as well. When when they were going, oh, Rich, tell her about, and we're going, oh, we could direct because we're not allowed to go backwards. Yeah. So we couldn't take her to the knife. So we're trying to tell her where the knife is. She's obviously got her earpiece going. Blag it. Tell them. You know. 
No knife, no, 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 go. So who's the person you're supposed to give the knife to? The stiletto lady. Yeah. Uh, that there was, there, I think there was a lot of basically rich kind of improvising um, and trying to flatter her and convince her to help us um, that they edited Hoping that. to appeal to the actresses better, <laughs> I think. I think that there were actually quite a few bits of improv from Rich that they that they edited out because when he picks up the food yeah. to to uh, refill the life force, I think he I think he actually went like nom 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 nom. <laughs> but it, they kept in the bit where he went, oh, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> what happens then when you meet then, the stiletto woman, but you don't have a a knife? Does well, she just leave or does she? She she plays out, plays yeah. out, and says, "Oh, you know." Um, so we because we tried to negotiate, and she actually improv that, and then left the scene, and then they were they, there was some food I think in that room, yeah, um, and then um, it was just on the floor, and then either Majida or Tregard directed us to the statue, um, mm. all of which was a bit strange because we weren't like done just because we've made this mistake it was it was an, a, a ju- an error in judgment and they're still telling you what to do and it's like i know <laughs> i'm going to do it now um so yeah poo on the statue man wakes up and the first thing out of his mouth was a little bit i didn't really get what he was saying at that age but yeah it's a kind of joke that you would not put on children's television 20 years later <laughs> yeah it was very much a 87 to early 90s <laughs> observational comment that some people might have found humorous but wasn't really anyway but there you go yeah <laughs> and what should and then richard he guided us into the next room yeah yeah um following some thing he wanted us to give us him information and then we tried to again there was a lot of sound editing going on here yeah. because we were trying to trying to get out of the situation with the floor mm. we're like we were going to try and mess about and yeah they they that final scene um so what's in that it room seems to go really quick it's a floor puzzle okay yeah. but that was another couple that we had about 60 seconds or more where we're going i was saying oh richard there's i was describing what was there mm. i don't think you can hear that in the um episode and you know maybe rebecca was saying try this pattern all that pattern trying to think if there was anything we'd seen or that you could do so without having if clues, we recalled yeah. any wall art or anything in any of the dungeons which mm-hmm. had reflected you know we were really trying to or like could we sprint to the door and try the key on the door you know we so they can only connect when you panic on the wall and you just start <laughs> pressing all the buttons and yeah. just hoping that there's a combination yeah. that works yeah, yeah. basically yeah. and again hoping that maybe the producers will go or would whisper intrigue or say oh that is correct the door is opening but did you CGI know at that the point opened. that it was all over? I think I think underneath we knew we knew it was going wrong and we were just like desperately clawing. Well, at least you tried to do something, like tried we to come were, up with we a were solution. But, yeah. the whole time, yeah. and yeah, I, I can say that their editing truly helped us make us look like dimwits. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we weren't. Because in that but last we were... scene, it looks like we just stand there yeah. and wait to get eaten. Yeah. But we were coming up with all these ideas about... But that makes it look that, even weirder, we though. Yeah. But we didn't know this until the episode went to air. We yeah. weren't yeah. given pre... We weren't given videos of it before it went to air. And I watched it and I was just horrified at, at how it came across that 
they yeah they just made Rick stand there like an empty. It does look odd. It's like it's like he's because been forced to play Twister. Us, he has no idea what the rules are. There silently. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's wandering around. So he's like, do I spin the dial left foot red? What what do I do? <laughs> he's just walking around a bit in circles for a little bit, and then eventually, uh, what happens next? Well, I think he was trying to look down his visor to see what he could see, but of course it was kind of it was there was nothing in the room. Yeah. Yeah. It was a it was a blank green screen, so there was no table. I think he was hoping for a table or something, but it's anything, anything, <laughs> yeah, a green knife, <laughs> suddenly appearing, yeah, yeah, or a person come to help, but no, mm. no. So what did appear to us? A dragon. So what? So what did he see when that happened? Nothing. So not so he just stands there. And he is then... literally just standing there. And does he know at well, that no, point it's over? He can hear us. He can hear us say there's a dragon yeah. and all that. But again, mm. some of that's edited out. But he can. We've got mics on. Yeah. Um, so you're just telling him something has appeared in the room. Yeah. And just screwed. There's a dragon. I think I even said he's blowing a fireball. Quick run to the right. I was going to try and get him to dodge the fireballs, but again, you can't. They don't. They didn't play that. It would have been good if he end, if he just kind of panicked and and gave him like some kind of dart. You know, well, he had that magic kind of wand. Kind of I forgot Kick he him. had that Kick magic wand. Like he could have like pushed the dragon away with the magic wand. They didn't give us. They they'd set it up. They that was the end scene. It was they decided we were going to die, and there was nothing that we could have done to have changed that because of this knife knife incident. It's a bit harsh though because it does it does end with you well, in looking hindsight, like you have no idea well, what's going on. Also, it doesn't feel like we truly played a game. It mm. feels like we played a part. In a set production. Yeah. Mm. I mean, but at the time, when, when you look back, it was it was a great experience. They were all really nice to us. They they were great, the kids, all of them. But yeah, they're, they're actually, even after we died, a lot of them were really cool. They let us um, stay to watch them film some of the cutscenes. So yeah. they were filming some of the scenes between Lord Fear and his minion Lissard. Yeah. And they arranged for us to like stay behind, like behind the camera and watch them shoot it. And how they set everything up and how they yeah. filmed all those. We had a little tour afterwards. Mm. And also what was interesting though, and it was I don't know if it was after or during we were playing the game, we went into this cafeteria area and who should walk in but Trey Guards and Regida <laughs> in full costume, sit down, having like their fish and chip lunch. That's awesome. And we were like just sort of like staring and going, Are they method? <laughs> <laughs> it was that was a bit weird. Apparently he still wears those clothes today. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, actually. I never saw any of the actors out of their clothing. I, I, I was about to say, time. I mean, did you actually interact with them at all outside of character? Like, even afterwards? Did any of them say, oh, yeah, you were kind of screwed on that episode? No, so I think, I don't think that we ever, I think that Traegar was in character the entire time, every time we spoke to him. Um, I'm pretty sure that we spoke to Lord Fear out of character when we were watching him film that stuff, yeah, and he yeah, had yeah. a chat with us, uh, and uh, wasn't scary at all. Yeah. <laughs> most charming <laughs> but yeah when we were because um, when we were stood around the pool there was a, the, between every single room there was quite a long to a kid quite a long mm. way yeah. and Treyguard and Majid were just chatting with us because we, we, we were trying to place Majid's accent um, <laughs> as well and she was and given talking... none of it yeah. like far away far away oh so they yeah. stay in character even doing those bits yeah mm. I'm okay. like oh, I don't know I'm I'm listing every country I can think of. She goes, not far away. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for the next room to come up. Yeah. I want this conversation to end. <laughs> so, when it was all over, did you like go back to school and were you heroes? Uh, anti-heroes, more like. <laughs> it took a long time, especially after the 
people knew we'd gone and then it went quiet and then the episode went to air and then it didn't get quiet (laughs) and i remember being at um, the east Hampstead shops and some random kid comes up to me you were on nightmare weren't you and i went yeah anyway that's cool walked off i was just like because i was getting ready for the oh god here we go like where they slag it off and like ah you died ah (laughs) there was a lot of that I, I don't know who got it worse. I think Rick got it quite badly. I think as the dungeoneer, he'd probably be... Yeah, he was the full guy. More. We set him up from the start. We had a meeting with three girls <laughs> and said, said which, one, which one of us can we burn? Is that famous deleted scene where you get him to repeatedly walk into a wall? <laughs> yeah. Um, take one step backwards, Rick. Yeah. And side step to the right and forwards. Okay. Um, take a step backwards, side step to the right, forwards. <laughs> Now do the robot. No, I don't understand, Rick. I can definitely see a door on the screen. <laughs> Just keep walking forward. Keep trying. I'm trying to think what else happened what else? backstage. Uh, yeah, what can, I, um, what can I... Lots of free tea and coffee. Yeah. There was a Mega Drive in the green room. That was quite cool. Any souvenirs? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. We got... It took... We, we Except the Genos. You can't mention the Genos. We've already mentioned the Genos. <laughs> I think we got our scrolls immediately. Yeah. They said we were, we were like low class... Adventurers. Adventurers. Participants. Yeah. <laughs> Travellers, adventurers, what would we call them? I can't remember. I can't remember. But later on in the mail we got we got a pack and then we also had a newsletter mm. for until basically they they finished it all. Um we got a t shirt. Yeah. Still got it? Yeah. Yeah. A Brain mug on the wall. a black mug with red with the red logo nightmare logo on. Oh that's one upstairs. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's upstairs, yeah. Might be worth money now. Um As much as the chinos. We got we, we got a signed picture of the four of us with Treyguard and um, Majika. Yeah. Where's that? Where's that? Vegeta. I've got that. I think. Oh, there's only one copy. No, we each got one. I'm I sure think my parents have got it. Yeah, my mum had yeah. it, but she gave it to me when she moved house. She had it on the wall for years. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> but did you occasionally walk past and go, oh, "Look at that"? In my own house, yes, that's <laughs> what I did. Um, Fair point. <laughs> Um, uh, and some other bits and pieces I can't mm. remember now like photos and stuff but um, we had there was um, some press releases as well in the local newspaper oh, um, local kids on and also Bex wrote a little piece on it that got went sent off and got printed in the paper as well do you remember oh, really? I don't remember that I don't remember you that did, yeah yeah blimey it's quite funny as well because I think you actually gave a little bit of the backstage in it as well. <laughs> it was quite a, it was quite a humorous piece, <laughs> but, did, but did nothing for the you were that kid all night, no way. That really kind of like stoked that fire. How long did that last for? Oh, it took far too long actually, <laughs> considering that you know it was it was odd. The weird, the weird thing is that at the time, a lot of people were like. Oh, you're a nightmare. It was basically the attitude of, of that it wasn't cool to actually do anything or attempt anything. But were they just jealous? The, but so that's the thing. Some of them were, and they were jealous that we'd actually had the gumption mm. to do it yeah. rather than talking about it. And that's that's another thing a lot of these kids had. They did want to do stuff sometimes, but they couldn't handle the peer pressure of doing it. Mm. It it was it was quite hard if you got good at anything because of this weird kind of like backwards jealousy that would go on like if you're good at sports for instance mm. and that sort of thing mm. it wasn't cool to talk about it you, you just had to just do it because um earlier on in my school career i was actually um good at 
sports and it wasn't it wasn't seen as a good thing by people I knew even though it's like look this is really good like shiny things <laughs> I, I you know I throw the furthest so give me something shiny I, surely that's good in this town shiny things no okay right, I'll just put that under the bed but th- things as the years have gone by so 20 years later when somebody actually finds out that you're a nightmare they're like oh my god you're a nightmare I love that show I love that show I think everyone loved that I show I watch that all the time yeah um, I've not told anybody I don't think in I think I've told one person um <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently living and I did get that reaction but then I was like but don't tell anybody but it's one of those things I mean there's no well so I don't watch that much children's TV anymore but I don't recall before or after there being a show that was really like that but no. everyone used to because everyone used to tune in and watch because it was serialised because teams would run over multiple weeks if they, where they were any good there were other weeks. adventure games but that were more physical and less that had no CGI there was yeah. there was I think um, well, there was an adults one called the Adventure Game. I think it was called. Ah, oh, yeah. Um, with that. with pu- you know, um, with puzzles, and then at the end there was a CGI matrix that they had to mm-hmm. um, cross while this like weird disembodied um, pulsing light would chase them, um, yeah. and somebody was directing like them because they were blindfolded. Yeah, um, and they were allowed to move one square, and this thing was allowed to move one square. So it's a bit like. I don't know, a lot of people like hang- gladiators when they're playing the hang-tough yeah. game because there's limited number of rings you can actually reach from the ring you're on and it was, mm-hmm. it was a, you know, it was that concept that you're going one way, they're coming the other, you know, British bulldog, who can catch who. Is this the point where uh, you mentioned you were also on gladiator as well? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I so wanted to be on gladiator. <laughs> I think at the time people knew with the amount of weights and sp- gym and sports I was doing that I, I secretly wanted to be on <laughs> but I think the only the only other thing that really sort of reached the same level as Nightmare was the Crystal Maze yes mm. which I would have loved to do the Crystal Maze but we were too young at the time yes yeah we um somebody had a Crystal Maze book and constructed obstacles in her garden that were great <laughs> fun <laughs> Honestly, lots of fun had with these, oh, like, really? like, like hula hoop for thirty seconds and things like this, and then jump in and out of it. And what do you use as crystals? Or were there no prizes? Maybe like tennis balls or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we had to shout, "I've got the crystal!" Yeah, like, get out, get out. It was basically the contents of the shed spread around the garden in various configurations. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. It was good. It was it's quite good. resourceful. Good, clean, healthy, fun, outdoors. And you, you get this nonsense where you try and follow the rules and it screws you completely. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, there was another... I'm thinking of one other child's game. And the only bit I remember of it was where the kid went into this... It was very classic, what you now find on um, a lot of social media, like Facebook, like these hidden object games. But it was a, a real-life hidden object game. So they're going to this... A, like room looks like Aladdin's cave with shelves and shelves and shelves and shelves of, of random stuff like really random ornaments and things and then there was a table in the middle of the room which had outline outlines of shapes and they were numbered and then they all got the same clue which was something something place it on the illuminated table like find as many objects as you were able and place them on the illuminated table it had to rhyme and then they had a set amount of time to look around and then find like the scepter and the, out, the eagle statue and place it on. And I can't remember what they won at the end. I can't remember what the game was, but it was an, an, a physical adventure game. But again, no CGI, nothing came near Nightmare. 
Did you know that the series you were on was going to be the last? No, I don't mm. think so. Because we we didn't we didn't know at the time that it had almost not been made, and then I think it's quite sad. I don't maybe it did end because it just cost too much for um, a children's show. Certainly. Yeah, I don't know, but it's or it lost trends. You know, yeah. um, that's a very I mean, it's a very long time. You maybe know? the people who were watching it originally was it, grown was up. that and... seven years? Mm. Yeah, different generation. And maybe everyone was already migrating over to the Crystal Maze. Well, I think, actually, when, when in the early 2000s, you know, um, when the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, you know, Lord of the Rings first came out, and even when the Hobbit came out, that would have been an apt time to relaunch it, maybe rebrand it. But they did do a remake, didn't they, a couple of years back? There's some kind of live, is it like Nightmare Live stage show or something yeah. like that, but where they have... And there I was one episode it. of like a new TV one which had the original Trey Yard dude back. <laughs> and it was like done with celebrities. Was it one of those kind of like retro looking back of the 80s yeah. things? But you weren't mentioned in it. You weren't like Legends of Nightmare. We were not Legends of Nightmare. We never were Legends <laughs> of Nightmare. <laughs> Just to clarify. We're on the Hall of Fame, right? But at the bottom. <laughs> Although our death is uh, legendary. Notorious. What was that? Thing it was on. Oh yeah, so I think on the Den of Geek website, um, let me just bring it up. Oh yeah, coolest theme tune ever. Mm. Coolest opening credits, if I haven't already said. So what is this list on Den of Geek? Uh, this is, uh, ooh, nasty, Nightmare's top 17 Dungeoneer deaths. And uh, you're actually featured in it. What number are we out of the 17? Uh, well, I don't think they're actually done. Are we done... even the bottom of the bottom? <laughs> I don't think it's actually in order. I think these are just just a collection of losers, really. <laughs> uh, let's see where you are. That uh, Beck song suddenly coming to mind. There it is. Cooked or raw. Yeah, That's cooked what it's or labeled, raw. Which is the, uh, the thing that the dragon says. Uh, yeah, so uh, there you are, featured, I don't know, tenth or something. And it says, after Motley abandoned him, there was nothing for this dungeoneer to do but stand there and be barbecued by this well-spoken CG dragon. Probably the best ooh nasty of the lot here. <laughs> wow, celebrated forever. What a way to be remembered. <laughs> <laughs> what about Funhouse? Did you want to go on Funhouse? Or Finders Keepers? No, Finders find Keepers. Or Terror yeah. Towers. Um, was Terror Towers that, or was that in, or was that in Thorpe Park? No, I wanted to go on the war game when we when we were at um, primary school together. Um, Bex and I, our school was on the war game, but oh, we were yeah. in the wrong year group. Yeah, and it was the older kids, and they had this. They get given a statue thing at the end of like made of like the bricks from the war game, which for people who are far too young to remember it is a game with giant Jenga style foam bricks different colours and it was like just an imagination game there were two teams and they would give them a certain amount of time and they had to build something out of these blocks and then someone would say then the presenter would go that one's better or that one's better and they could build anything or make a little story around it that was it and then it, uh, there was like some kind of final challenge where you had to knock down a, a massive giant wall or something yeah. god that was so long ago I'd forgotten about it till you just mentioned it yeah but you're right. That but the thing is, school. actually, now that we're mentioning all these different television programs and get like game television programs, I want to say it now they don't make them like that anymore. <laughs> well, they don't. 
fact. It's a fact. It's, it's a not fact. just me being nostalgic. It yeah. is a fact. It is a fact. They do not make them. Wait a second. I'm, I'm just looking through some of the comments on this. It might be fun to uh, bring some of those up at the end. Yeah. There's an exceptional level of hate for like directed at children, which you know is a bit weird. In, t- bit weird. in terms of nightmare, not just generally, hopefully. Yeah, it's like oh my god, those people are so terrible. Yeah, it's so like... there are there are there are lots of let's be honest, not the most uh, positive comments about your appearance uh, on Nightmare. I'm gonna I, I'm trying to find some uh, some less offensive ones to be honest. Um, I think no. a lot of the comments as well are taken in the vein, very well, the tongue in cheek, like dull, very dull. Yeah, um, the best one is uh, wait a second. Uh, okay, so I'll I'll find one here. Right. Uh, I won't name names. The first team is completely stupid. Green for a girl, black for a boy. So let's ignore the black bottle and get the silver key. Any response to that? We did take the black bottle. Well, it was the green knife that we didn't take. Well, I do know. love it when people throw insults <laughs> when they're factually correct. <laughs> Somebody afterwards says, or originally not. they were going to take the key and gold. Slaps head. We, did, we weren't. We were just discussing... They edited, the way they edited it, it looks like we only said, oh, let's well, take I, the... Well, I said, I said, like, oh, we could take the gold, um, like, for bribery. And it was just a suggestion for discussion with my team. And somebody's just latched Shoot, onto that. Latched on, yeah, as if that was my decision. Right, there are some sympathetic comments here. Oh, I know. And I can tell you um, that one of the comments is from somebody who can only have either been involved in the production... Or have been a dungeoneer, which or I thought was lovely. It could even be you writing under a pseudonym, <laughs> trying to counteract these comments. We don't know. Right, so somebody said they were meant to take the green knife for the girl, Saletta, and the black pigeon droppings for the boy, Motley. The clue is in the scroll. Looks like the game was considerably cut down compared to the previous series. They were entering level two when there was barely no level one, and they didn't let teams lose so early on, usually. Yes, that is true. The production team did tell us also that they always used to allow reshoots when people died in level one. This was probably because it was rushed as the series almost never happened. Mm. Oh, bit of controversy there. It did feel that it, there was a lot of controversy when we were there, wasn't mm. it? There, there was people seemed very passionate about what happened to us. Well, I don't want to read too many of these, but there's a little exchange here, which I think perfectly justifies what happened. You should probably get in contact with Trey Gard again and tell him yeah, maybe he'll care. He might remember who you are. <laughs> right, so uh, somebody said... Uh, I doubt it. 112 episodes. Ooh. And he was, he was the only Dungeon Master, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. To memory. The team's bad luck was in following the Adventurer's Code so slavishly. So they must know it was called the Adventurer's Code because they must have been like, see what you've done there. It stated that weapons were not the best choice in a clue room so naturally they decided not to take the knife. Unfortunately, in this particular case, it put them into losing status as they needed the knife to give to Stiletta, who would in turn have aided them against the, dra- uh, the Red Dragon. And somebody else says afterwards, following on from the previous comment, they may not have considered the green object due to the above. Mm. Which uh, is exactly what we discussed. Was, but was edited out. Yeah. We had a very, like, you know, Bex and I were really quite intense. Should we, shouldn't we, should we, shouldn't we? Oh, and you're right, you, you quote you quoted the actual comment uh, from Aggression the breeds aggression. Yeah. And they cut all of it. And somebody else says, an excellent season opener. First level one death in four years. That was quite good, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is quite harsh. And maybe one to end on, actually. I wonder why the first team did so poorly. Were they even aware of what they were supposed to do? <laughs> they did cut it together to look like that. 
to be honest, it all falls apart by the end. <laughs> no it comment does, there. It, well, I, ha- I mean, when it went to air, I thought, I'm sure I wasn't that incompetent. It's happened now. But you have achieved legendary status. Mm. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't what I drew. You know, when I first started watching Nightmare, I was nine years old. And that's not how I dreamed my, my dungeoneer career with, with, with the way it would go. Still at least level two. Yeah. How many levels were there, actually? Three. Three. So, I mean, 30% of the way actually isn't that bad, surely. It is when most people get well beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, what's interesting is, though, is although you did lose, most people lost the game, didn't they? I think I think only like it's only really like half a dozen. It's like one team. A, is it one team a year won it? Or? Sometimes and there were even years when no one won. And the and the prize wasn't. I think it was just a scroll saying you've won. I can't remember. Lame. Was there a trophy? I I don't I, know. I Not that we would have known. <laughs> but I kept well away from that. In yeah. in the early series, they got like I don't know. It was like a little, uh, kind of, stone or metal. Uh, Rebecca is gesturing with her fingers <laughs> in a circular manner. Fantastic had, for radio. Like, had like as if you're holding two mugs and then put the two mugs together. <laughs> or holding like a Belgian bun. A Belgian bun. Yeah. It is definitely a Belgian bun. Yeah. It, it, it was some kind of metal. Or, or a McDonald's um, thing. With... What's the double decker? Big Mac? It's like you're holding a Big Mac. <laughs> The McDonald's double decker. I can't remember. I don't eat McDonald's anymore. I've, I've got to think of my film career. <laughs> Still waiting for that call post nightmare. Yeah, I've, I've done. They're going to ask you back. I've one done day. zero auditions, zero headshots, zero tapes, <laughs> no manager. Um, but there's still time. There's still time. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to do another if if they brought it back, like I I would I'd love to have another go. Oh, yeah, so I could I so I can fluff it up again. Do you yeah, think it's one I of those shows? I do it again. Yeah, it was it... so cool. Okay, take everything green. Anything that's green, <laughs> just take it. Don't care if it's got pointy bits, just take it. Do you think they will ever call on you again to return to avenge your well, original they, loss? You can't do a best of the best if you don't do a worst of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> that is why has nobody else thought of that? <laughs> Nightmare, worst of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and it will just be that bit which I meant earlier where you just have the dungeon here just walk into a wall repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> they have to allow swearing though. It has to be like a you know, a later night version. Then they could have left one of Rick's ad libs in. <laughs> nom 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 nom. <laughs> he didn't he didn't tell um Stiletta that her boobs look good in that dress. <laughs> I think that bit certainly would have been cut out think so if they cut the om nom nom thing out <laughs> <laughs> but i think i think partly the reason why there was a lot of that is that we were just enjoying ourselves and we had pillow fights in the hotel yeah <laughs> <laughs> we ate all the free food yeah that's what's most important yeah a free meal free meal <laughs> more than one free meals plural but the, the thing is, if if they brought the crystal maze back properly now, I would so have liked We'd to be, be on, on it. it. Yeah, we would be on it like bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> if only that was the only aspect of the application process. They return my nightmare fingers. <laughs> uh, do you remember me from Nightmare? <laughs> we were really good, and now we think we can take on the crystal maze. <laughs> <laughs> it just ends with us all shut in rooms, unable <laughs> to get out. 
my face pressed against the camera. <laughs> can you actually be in that situation? You can. You can just all get locked in, can't yeah. you? And then just... Where everyone consecutively refuses to buy you out. Yeah. And you've got nothing to buy out with because you've got no crystals. And at the end, just Richard O'Brien just turns on the crystal maze thing with all the, the things flowing around. Nothing gets captured. And he stands there and tells you that he didn't win a, like a, a trip in a helicopter. <laughs> Oh, it was always like a, a, a racing day at Grand yeah. Prix track. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty oh, and a parachute ways. jump. <laughs> it was a, he must have had a deal with like Red Letter Day or one of these other... It's gone bust now, they wouldn't do that anymore, would they? No. Yeah. Elephant safety. So that's it for episode six. Uh, we'd like to thank our special guest star, Ro. Take a bow, Ro. Thank you. <laughs> you didn't bow. <laughs> Even people who listen to this know you didn't bow. They couldn't hear it. Thank you. <laughs> that was a bit weird. <laughs> that's it for this episode. We'll be back soon, I'm sure. Yes. In the meantime, uh, you can find us on Twitter at TFCAA. If you'd like to uh, drop us a line to tell us how terrible you think we were on Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah, because what you really need is to foster even more abuse. <laughs> oh, we've got a group on Facebook, Time for Cakes and Ale. You can find us on the website, timeforcakesandale.com. And that's it for now. Yes. Farewell, adventurers. <laughs> <laughs>